Independent. Expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. Hello, my name is Joe Armstrong, and thank you for listening to Independence Day. This is the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information, all without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. This week on Independence Day, Eric Cuffs. Eric Cuffs got his start in a New York indie folk trio called Common Rotation. He and his bandmates, Adam Bush and Jordan Katz, were childhood friends who had come of age together, started a band, forged an original sound, and established themselves with relentless tours and several albums. Before long, their hard work had paid off and they'd collaborated with the likes of They Might Be Giants, Indigo Girls, and Dan Byrne. When Bush's acting career picked up speed in California, the trio decided to uproot the entire ensemble and Cuffs and Katz relocated to Los Angeles with Bush. The traded scene in L.A. prompted Cuffs to find new ways to make a living in music. Sometimes necessity is the mother of reinvention. Cuffs started playing hours-long busking gigs on Santa Monica's highly trafficked 3rd Street Promenade Shopping and Dining District. The gigs were not theater shows where a captive audience sat and listened politely in their seats, but the transient nature of the steady stream of passers-by provided Cuffs with an opportunity disguised as a challenge. Cuffs had always been prolific. He already had nearly a thousand original songs in his repertoire, and he now complemented a sizable catalog of originals with reimagined cover songs, providing yet another opportunity to expand on his considerable talent as a singer, guitarist, and songwriter. The extended sets allowed him time to experiment. He could essentially profile the shoppers and revelers passing by and cater his song selection to garner the most attention. After all, attention meant tips, and tips is income. It's an important lesson to learn that only foolhardy performers neglect to read their audiences. Years on in California, Cuffs is still at it, making a living in music with his unique blend of folk and blue-eyed soul. With Common Rotation currently on hiatus, Cuffs has established himself as a solo performer in his own right, with a new EP called Sense and Nonsense in Psychology Part 1 and a steady performance calendar. Welcome to Independence Day, Eric Cuffs. Hey, Eric. Hey, Joe. How's it going, man? All right. Welcome. Yeah, Welcome to the world headquarters of Independence Day. Thanks for having me here. It's And, and it's nice it's, to have you. It's... It's uh, it's 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 pretty fancy. This whole setup. Is it fancy? It is. It is. I, I I've never seen a dining room this uh, um, decked out in uh, sound equipment. It's and very DIY. <laughs> it is. Uh, but that's kind of the nature of the show, um, which I, I know is something that's kind of close to your heart. You know, in your in your baseball card, your bio, it talks mm-hmm. a lot about you being, you know, utilizing recording technology to kind of build your career. And on the research that I did for you uh, from the band that you were kind of first known for, Common Rotation, uh, you guys did a lot of recording yourselves. Yes, yes, we did. We recorded in rooms like this. Yeah, so a couple, a couple. Was records. that kind of by design or just by necessity? Um, uh, initially by necessity, you know, and then I think we just we uh, we sort of found a rhythm doing it and and enjoy and found it easy to do, and then um, and then we went back into the studio, and then uh, a, 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 a member of the band uh, was renting a, a, a beautiful old like converted mansion up in uh angelino heights and we recorded our last record there by choice it was just we we brought in a whole sound board and Mm. and set up a studio because it had this apartment of this was a first floor of a of of a mansion and uh it had dividers like sliding doors that blocked every room off so we we were able to have separation and it was sort of like 
a studio, but in his in, in his house. It was nice. I know a lot of people have done that, and I think at one point, maybe he still doesn't, but Sting actually owned a whole mobile studio that he bought to make one of his records, but then he would rent that out to other people. Mm. And I know a lot of artists have done that. I mean, the um, not too terribly long ago, uh, like this is the spring, this is the anniversary year, the 40th year of The Last Waltz, I think. Yeah. And so... Um, a couple different tribute shows, you know, just a tour with Don Was is involved, and in, I think Warren Haynes too is involved in that. Really? Um, cool. Yeah, it's a big, it's kind of a big deal. So, like, you know, it, it's not the first, certainly the first time the band recorded at Big Pink, like in the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, Counting Crows, generally, I think they did August and everything after. They, they tend to do that too. They like rent a house up in mm-hmm. the Hollywood Hills and drag all their gear in there, and then they kind of live there too, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I, Rick Rubin does a lot of that. Rick Rubin Rick does a lot of that. Um, but I, it, it changes the way you work. I, I, I feel in a positive way. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, it was, it was definitely, uh, I thought it was our best record we had because, uh, you know, we did record some records in, in small apartments, which were not as fun, but this was, this was, uh, this was great. There was a lot of room and it was very comfortable. We had all rehearsed there many times and, yeah. you know, we knew we're all, you know, we could walk to the coffee shop and come back and. You know, and it was uh, a neighborhood that we hung out in, so it was cool. People, you know, the studio can be a very, you know, like a laboratory type environment. Mm-hmm. Like I remember reading stories about the Beatles when they were starting off, how like the the control room was even up a floor. Yeah, like you know, there's a big open room, and the control, like the guys mm-hmm. in, yeah, guys in lab that. coats would come down with tape measures and slide rules, and like right. place the microphones, and they weren't allowed to touch anything. Right. You know, and then they'd go back up in there and get on the talk back and be like. Okay, draw your take, you know. Right, right. And you know, and the Beatles kind of were the ones who broke down that wall. Yeah. They had enough money that they were started to ask, well, what's going on up there? Mm-hmm. And they said, Well, you can't come in here. They said, oh, the hell we can't. <laughs> we own this, you know, we could buy this place ten times over. Right. And they kind of broke down the wall. I mean, and everything that's happened music wise since mm-hmm. then, I, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go off on a short story, but when George Harrison died, there was a girl I was working with who was really into rap music. And I was like, Oh, you're and she didn't understand why it was significant that George Harrison had died. Mm-hmm. And I said, Your music wouldn't be you know, the music you like, rap music, hip hop, wouldn't be possible without the Beatles. And she said, How's that? And mm-hmm. I explained to her, like they broke down that wall. Right. They, you know, in being, you know, being producing your own music, like making the studio part of the process. Anyway, I'm talking too much. No, no, no. I love it. This week's guest, Eric <laughs> Cuffs, K U F S. You can learn about him at ericcuffs.com. Also on Twitter, Eric at Eric Cuffs. And you're, it's Eric with a C. That's right. For you. The only way to spell it. Yeah. yeah is, well, I, whatever. I have, I have friends I'm, with a K who would take umbrage with yeah, that, but that's not, fine. They're not really. It's your name. You should pronounce Eric. it. You should spell it however you damn well please. I, I, I do. Um, <laughs> it's. It's been fun, you know, uh, hanging out with you, and I'm looking forward to you know the audience kind of getting to know what you're all about over the next hour or so as we talk and cycle through what it is that you do. Um, and let's give people a taste of what, right off the bat, like what your music sounds like if you were to buy the record, which I certainly hope you do. Go to ericcuffs.com and pick up the record. This new thing is an EP. Yes. Like a standard EP, because the one before right. that was kind of like a VEP, very extended play. Right. So the new one is called, I'm going to, you just say it, because I'll probably screw it up. Sense, Sense and Nonsense in Psychology, Part 1. And it just came out earlier this year. Yes. People can buy it on your website, and of course it shows as well, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's, let's hear a little bit of this. We'll come back, we'll talk about how you do what you do, and you look, you know, get a little bit of your background, talk about your songwriting, uh, you know, voodoo, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So the song is Committed, Eric Cuffs on Independence Day. I 
on everyone The billboard lights become the sun To advertise the rest station Little white dance across the nation You park your car, you're all bunched in Your heart and your call, you're soft in your skin Your brain is fried, you grease the machine You're sanitized, oh your hands are clean Oh your hands are clean Sure, your hands are clean The team beats flash at the back of the club The floors that shake beneath the surf There's no song to play To raise the roof up The bartender asks how you hold it up Cause you paid to push this revolving door It's just a job, no what you're training for Baby needs new shoes, baby needs new clothes Baby always needs the latest things I suppose New love that comes like the beat of a drum Parade up on a soldier come home Yeah, you're grateful just to get your cut Oh, you're saving up, yeah, you're saving up You can't bend halfway You can't bend halfway You should be committed Set the clock, the alarm goes off, but you don't want to wake up. It's a chemical alive in your brain. Snaps you up, that's the crest of a wave. Twisted wind singing outside your door, saying you just want more. You can do just one more. Keeps you pushing 
name is Joe Armstrong. Thank you for listening to Independence Day. This week's guest, Mr. Eric Cuffs. Say hello, Eric Cuffs. Hi, Eric Cuffs. See, you did it right. I love it. I set people up for that all the time. And I am extra pleased when people actually get the gag. It's like a Monty Python thing, you know? Say hello, Gracie. You're going to say goodnight, Gracie. Good night. Good night, Gracie. Come on. Uh, so now you kind of came out of a shop of a band, like a three-piece kind of mm-hmm. folkish trio called Common Rotation out of the New York area, yes, which is where you're from. Yeah. Question number one: What's the status of that band? Are they you guys still around? Because I'm on hiatus. We're on hiatus at the moment. Yeah, I I think. Uh, yeah, I. Th- um, yeah, the the other members have a, uh, one of the other members has a an acting career, and you know he's 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 doing a lot of that, and the other is producing music for for other acts and for television and stuff, and uh, we'll you know we'll get together yeah. at some point, but uh, there's there's nothing scheduled uh, <laughs> outside of just our usual hanging out and being friends because we we grew up together in, in yeah. high school, so so, uh, so yeah we, we yeah. <laughs> And you guys have a pile. I mean, that's just it. When you work together for a long time, yeah. um, you know, those breaks are essential. Yes. You know, because even if you love someone, because a, being in a band is like being married mm-hmm. to as many people that's as right. are in that band. Yes. Right. So aside from being married, you are also married to those two dudes. Right. As well. Yeah. And the, the thing about, you know, being married, like you can go, uh, y- you know, you can go out for a walk or something. And right. and a lot, and with, with a band, you're in that van. <laughs> With them and in that hotel room right. after the show and in that you know and there's not there's not a lot of time yeah away so you're sort of you're sort of forced to just reckon with each other uh, for long stretches of time and then you might not see each other for uh, weeks or months but then you're back again in this very intense sort of right <laughs> well intimate and, space <laughs> right and that's, that was the word i was going to use like that yeah. kind of intimacy like yeah. it's just like a romantic relationship yeah. in all ways but one really right because you're the little things that you love about them like right. over time kind mm-hmm. of grind like grinds down a molar or yeah. like grinds down like those those rocks out in like arches national park like over a million years like those yeah. little grains of sand just wear that down. And even though you love them, and even though the arches are beautiful, and even though you love your romantic partner as well, yeah. over time, yeah. <laughs> that that love can kind of arc over, and it's like, I want to kill you. I want to, right. I want to drown you in a kiddie pool, even though I love you. I right. will tell you that I love you while I'm drowning you in a kiddie pool. Right. So, I mean, but you guys, if you grew up together, though, and you're still working together now, and you're still friends now, yeah. like, you're able to weather those things. Yeah. I mean, the the one of the members is, uh, is he puts together my horn sections for for my live gigs and and he uh he and for my recordings my solo recordings and um you know the the other uh, the other guy will you know he does whatever he can to promote my thing and we're we're very supportive of each other and I'm you know supportive of of their careers and stuff but uh you know um but yeah we are just, we are brothers in the in the whole the whole getting together to 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 create music um I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't say it lost its uh, <laughs> its magic. It's just uh, it's just hard to sustain that that touring yeah. life, and we just needed a break from that. I think if a band so. doesn't get to the point, like I feel like the bus yeah. is like that make or break point for like sustainable sustainability because mm-hmm. the bus yeah. is hard too. Yes. Right. Oh yeah. But if you are, if you don't make it to the bus point, I mean, and look, and I know tons of bands, well-known bands, bands, many, many right. bands in my collection who are making a living at doing this. Professional mm-hmm. bands, 
lifers <laughs> who are still touring in vans, right? Yeah. So it's when I say this, I'm not implying that the music is not valid if you're not in a bus. Right. It's a simple function of economics. Mm. Yeah. But if you don't get to the point where you can afford to have a bus, right. it's almost unsustainable in the yeah. long term. You well, know, like a handful of people, like Mike Watt, I think, might still tour in a van <laughs> after all these right. years. I don't know. You know, we uh, we had a we had a bus in Europe because it was just cheaper to right. to, to have a bus. And, and they're more and, supportive, and, and, and it was great, and it was it was really great. And yes, it de- definitely made some things easier, but um, but yeah, it's it's tough either way. It's tough either way. You know, if you're not um, if you're not staying in like luxury hotels where you know people are waiting on you yeah you know if you're not at some sort of crazy rock star level that i think doesn't even really exist you know for as many people anymore that like, yeah. i don't know uh it's 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 tough either way being away from home is tough you know yeah for, and uh being in an enclosed space with with two guys to it well how many your band is you know, yeah the same people for a long stretch of stuff. the phrase that i come back to is just because you love it doesn't mean it's not work right Right. Yeah. And doesn't mean, you know, the the whole the music industry is very hurry up and wait. Mm-hmm. It's very um, you know, again, if you're in a van, the thing you keep when you're in a van, the thing to remember is that if you're in a bus, like in the whole wide world, while you're out there among the English touring around, like you at least have a bunk. That's your space. Yeah. It might be the shape and size of a coffin, right. but it's yours, right? There's yeah. one place you can go and find respite from whatever the hell's going mm-hmm. on and slide that curtain. Yeah. <laughs> it's not much of a barrier, but it's something. It is. Um, yeah. But when you're in a van, like you don't yeah. just get the bench, and even then there's nope. windows and yeah, it's you know. tough. It's yeah, it's really it, it is it is harder. Yes, I, I admit that it's harder. It's yeah, you just kind of um, you can uh, be the driver, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which if you don't have a driver, you can elect to be the driver and and just you know it's just you in the road. You can sort of tune everybody out, or you could. Uh, Put a hoodie on and uh, put your your hood up with your you know uh, with your headphones on and just sort of check out and you right know, you know uh, people will leave you hopefully people will leave you alone but you know it's now, tough. Now, now, <laughs> now good stories come out of this you know like those kinds of adventures like they're kind they're, they're kind of like the, we talked about Band of Brothers while we were setting up like the, yeah. the actual mini series mm-hmm. but like you know it's like you know you who have shed blood with me become my brother like when you go out on the road like it's kind of like that yeah. You know, you you engage in a or you achieve a level of simpatico, a level mm-hmm. of understanding. Like it's like that marriage thing. Like you're being you're kind of married to them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, you know, I don't know. It's it's definitely there. There is there is sort of a, a strange feeling when I don't I don't see them for you know really long stretches and and or I don't hear from them. You know, there there is sort of a a, a weird. I, I don't know, uh, sort of um, uh, like when if you don't if you are if you go for a long s- stretch not talking to your family members it's it's uh you know you wonder what's going on yeah and you and you feel concerned and you you have these yeah so so there is that uh, you know I, I and then you know but I could easily get together with them and then be like all right. I got my fill <laughs> I, don't need to, <laughs> I don't need to I don't need to see you guys for another. You know, six months or whatever, but but yeah, um, but as you get older, you sort of like you, you sort of I don't know. You take stock in these things, and you and then and you 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 seem to have just more gratitude for the the people and that have been in your life, and you can forgive a lot of the yeah. You know, like 
you know, pouring beer on someone's head late at night <laughs> or whatever, Your whatever stupid, change. whatever stupid thing, you yeah. know, caused a rift or um, tension. But, People's idiosyncrasies. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I want to hear a little bit more about your background, like how you came up, uh, New York area, like how you got into that scene, like what made you want to write songs. But first, why don't you play a live song for us? You've sure. got a really cool guitar, like an Ibanez, uh, or not an Ibanez, sorry, it's, a, it's, an, it's an Epiphone, uh, essentially like a Gibson L5, like a right. big, giant, mm-hmm. three-pickup, hollow-body, semi-hollow-body guitar. Uh, it's a beautiful guitar. It sounds cool, Thanks. too, so I can't wait for people to hear this. And what is this first song? Uh, this song is called Join the Police. Um, what is it? It's uh, it's it's my song, uh, my my tribute to my sister who became a New York City police officer after being a visual artist for ten years and uh, struggling in New York City. So, um, it's it's not necessarily about her, although she thought it was and didn't take kindly to that. But uh, it's it's more it's more about my feelings of struggling as an independent artist and. Uh, wondering maybe there are some other lines of work I can take up that might be a little more lucrative and uh, provide me with some stability. And yeah, <laughs> like I always say, if I didn't have this compulsion of being an artist, I could have a really nice stereo and a better car. Right. <laughs> All right. So this week's guest, Eric Cuffs on Independence Day. This is the song "Join the Police." Art school didn't work out the way I planned it Painting little mustaches on Christ The competition was so fierce I couldn't stand it No one's as cutthroat as those creative types Spend my twenties searching through my handbag Looking for a friend's old business card The night you held my hand beneath that Waynesburg bridge Well, I swore I wouldn't go back to tending bar I know I said Maybe I could just join the police If they're looking too high Two years walking the beat Twenty years having time Oh, You were drumming for the independence I was there for opening act I never thought they had that much potential But you made up for what that singer lacked But rock and roll is rock and roll There's no false hopes Those dreams burn out like old cigarettes You kicked it here but along with the dope you know Gave yourself five years, this is what you said Maybe I could just join the police If they're looking too high Two years walking the beat Twenty years having time Maybe I could just join the police If they're looking too high Two years walking the beat Twenty years having time Oh, oh, oh Get a master's work in retail, you probably end up jobless. A civil service to sue yourself now, you gotta get what was promised. Oh. 
Maybe I should join the police if they're looking too high. Or two years walking the beat, or twenty years having time. Maybe I could join the police if they're looking too high. Or two years walking the beat, just keep me out of the line of fire. Oh. The song is Join the Police, or Police as some people like to say. We, we figured out police. we figured out we were both wire junkies, yeah. fans of the show The Wire, which we could this podcast could be 16 hours long just yes, talking about The Wire. Could. This week's guest, Eric Cuffs, K-U-F-S. You can learn about him at ericcuffs.com. Did I get that right? The correct that's right. Of that's right. That's, that's, yeah. That is usually a problem. I that happens. That. Thank you for spelling out the, the last name. I, well, I, I could see that. Well, people want yeah. go to the right website. I mean, Eric Cuffs mm. with two Fs could be a porn yeah. site for all I know. Right. Probably not. I, but I, it, it could be. It could be your porn. <laughs> it could be your porn alter ego. I Wouldn't think, that be like just add an extra right. F and that's your porn alter ego? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. All right. So, But you can learn about him, ericcuffs.com. Great singer, songwriter, currently based in Los Angeles, grew up in the New York area, had a band called Common Rotation. They're still around, kind of on hiatus these days. Mm-hmm. They're a three-piece uh, and you guys have done tons of touring. Yeah. Like you guys op- did tours opening for Indigo Girls, mm-hmm. correct? And did some work with They Might Be Giants as yeah. well, some of those cats. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a lot of it's a yeah. lot of time, a lot of yeah, effort. Yeah, we were, we were Dan Burns' touring band. Oh, yeah, Dan's band. Been on the we, show. Ba- we backed him up for a number of years and, uh, and opened for him as well. And uh, yeah, so. His uh, I first learned of Dan Byrne. He got airplay with uh, what's the song about the records and the uh, baby bye bye. Oh wow! He got airplay on that song. Really? Like years ago in Chicago, at least he did where I grew up. Wow! And I just loved that song. And you know, mostly he goes around like it seems like he does a lot of like solo troubadour type shows. That's how I kind of know him. Yeah. Um, but like that's like a full on like almost alt countryish twangy full full on drums and I still I still crank that song to this very it's day. Dan song. if you're listening, thanks for coming on the show <laughs> and uh and crank that song. That's a, it's such a strange song for you to the and to stand out for you. I, I love that. I, I mean it's not strange. Actually lyrically it's it's it speaks to me, speaks to, it should speak to you. Yeah. I, you know, I'm sure. Um but it's it's a it's it's a great song and I and I and I was privileged to to sing it every night with him. Then, from, from what for, I, I mean, I don't know his catalog. Many years. Yeah, I don't know his catalog super well, but I mean, is that kind of an outlier? 
for his it's song. Definitely, it seems it, like it yeah, is. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we. I think we played it almost every night. You know, so I don't know if it was. I, you know, he doesn't necessarily have any. You know, big hits, but or whatever. But that was that was definitely a signature track. I think, and uh, but yeah, he. Uh, I don't know that and um, Tiger Woods and uh-huh. um, Jerusalem, which is. Uh, a great song. If if no, if no one's heard it out there, go go find Dan Burns. B e r n Burn. Yeah, B e r n. Jerusalem. Um, true. He's, he's a troubadour. Like yeah. he's out. He plays a lot. You know, mm-hmm. he's been doing this a long time. At it a long time. Um, and you know, and very prolific. As are you. Like yeah. In your little baseball card, it said you've written a it, thousand songs. Is where's this, true? this baseball card? I gotta get. I gotta get this baseball card. Did you? Did you? Did you trade it off? Can you flip? Can you? Can did you? Did you flip I it sold with it. your friends? You sold it. <laughs> did you get anything for it? <laughs> Honey, got a, on eBay. Stick like a stale gum. <laughs> There's like folk, folk singer like uh, card tr- trading conventions or something. Well, no, where I, do you go to? Like to, to, to dealers that then where are these folk singer <laughs> cards? Singer uh, these folk rock cards. Singer songwriter cards. Yeah. I want. To. I'll trade you. I'll tell. I'll, I'll trade you two Joni Mitchells for uh, 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 a Pete Seeger and a Dan Byrne. Is that a fair trade? Uh, I don't know. Well, you know, if if you throw in like a, a Martha Wainwright, okay. okay, I'll take it. Okay, deal. Uh, no, I, it's it's my own phrase that I use because when you do this, you're in this business for a long time as a as a, from you know in my role right now, like as a journalist or as a person who you know I'm talking to musicians about how they do what they do, like everybody's bio is essentially the same. Mm-hmm. You know, some are longer, some are a little written better than others, but they basically mm-hmm. you know kind of any bio I guess could be distilled down to just it's a baseball mm-hmm. card. Like I need your stats. Right. Where are you from? Right. How many albums mm-hmm. do you have? No, I like it. I love you know, it. how tall are you? What's your ERA? What's your run, run average? I'm going to be. You know? I'm going to be using it. I'm definitely. Please do. Talking about it. Yeah, but that's like great. you know. So I just tell people all the time, like, well, what's you know, what's your baseball card? <laughs> I, I just need to know, like, well, well, I mean, believe me, the show's an hour long or more, so like, we'll get into your stats, but, right? Like, I just need to know, like, right. I, I need a jumping in point, right? Right. So on your baseball card, yours, right, Mr. Cuffs, yes, it says that you've written a thousand songs. Yeah, yeah. On I purpose? can't play them all. Yeah. <laughs> Kidding, kidding. No, they're good. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I yeah. I can't. Uh, I can't say that I can recall every one right now, yeah, or or play even a hundred of them. But yes, I did. There was a time. There was a, a, a good year or two where I was on unemployment uh, when I first moved out to LA with my band, and we when we weren't touring, and I was on collecting unemployment. Um, I just wrote a song, at least a song every day. Um, and we had a service on our website that was sort of like they might be giants dial a song where you where you could uh, our fans could you know uh listen to a new song every day um and uh you know that stopped at some point because you couldn't keep up with that years of that to but, get to a thousand yeah, songs yeah, though yeah yeah but i it didn't i didn't quite do it uh for for two years straight but i i you know i i tried and then you know, and continued writing. So yeah, there's 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 at least a thousand songs, but uh, you know, I can play like thirty of them right now. Yeah, maybe. well, <laughs> I mean, well, the, realistically speaking, Eric, like, if you were going to, I mean, where could you actually play a thousand songs anyway? Right, I mean, I just the time I, commitment I, I, alone. Right. I don't know. Maybe we should try right here. And how much? Of those, see, how how many, much would those tickets cost? Right. That's the question. How many? How many? How many folk singer trading cards would that be? 
How long would that podcast be? Let's uh, do it. Um, so, so take me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Okay. But, but to get back to your point about Dan, Dan Byrne, uh, he actually writes like three or four a day, uh, yeah. consistently for like you know he's definitely older than me. He's been doing it a lot longer than me, and. Uh, he is just some I, so so when i um think of my own songwriting uh, i i don't really describe it as prolific that guy is prolific um i am just uh occasionally now i'm just sort of pulling out you know maybe if one a week would be great you know yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah i i always tell people i'm on like the deaf leopard schedule <laughs> so like i release an album about every seven or eight years because <laughs> i do other stuff you know right. i climb mountains right. and i do this podcast yeah. and like i have a job and like right. a dog and mm-hmm. um you know i make beer yeah. so oh, like wow. I've, got, I've got hobbies nice. you know like i call myself i'm a farm league renaissance man because mm-hmm. you know i'm not like actually doing surgery and yeah. astrology yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, or astronomy <laughs> i should right. say sorry right uh i'm not doing those like high-minded things but like uh-huh. i do a lot of stuff you know, yeah. and music is is always my number one thing. But like, I'm very easily distracted. Like, whatever I'm doing right now, mm-hmm. like we climbed up in the mountains on Saturday, and it's like whatever I'm doing right now, that's what I want to do all the time. Right. And then I do that, and I get tired, like literally, actually physically tired. Yeah. And then it's like the next day, I pick up the guitar, and it's like, oh, okay, now I want to do this right. all the time. But then I, when the guitar gets put down, it's like, oh, I should make some beer. Right. And then I do that, <laughs> and then it's like it's I'm, it's like one thing after another. It's always something, that's, man. Yeah, I I definitely find myself distracted with. Uh, with life, and I, I don't even have any of those hobbies, really. You know, um, <laughs> I just like, uh, you know, I, I feel like I should, I should practice the piano because I have a piano. Yeah. Um, or I should, or or maybe I should work on some, uh, maybe uh, reinventing some some cover, like some some version of a, a cover song that you know I, or something. I don't know. I, there's 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 a number of different things, music related, you know, and then. Um, you know, and then there's just TV. You know, you just want to. <laughs> and there's the wire. <laughs> there's the wire, or there's that book that I do read. Actually, books. I do actually have books that like physical, like paper. You know, bound with little dots books and with lines little. And yeah, words I read and those, stuff. and um, uh, and I and uh, there's so much media coming at you on on the yeah. the uh, computer screens. That that is a lot. To, there's a lot to read there. Um, yeah, and there's just so much. There's so much television. Um and podcasts to listen yeah. to, uh yeah. Well, we as a society now are positively drowning in media. Yeah. It's, it's it's definitely everywhere. hard. Yeah, it's definitely it's harder everywhere. for me in the last few years now that I've become more uh, attached to my phone and uh, as you know, uh, it, as it, a, it, as an avocation. Yeah, <laughs> it's di- it's difficult to just you know it's not even the social media for me. It's it, I can just go down. I if I hit the news button on my phone and I and I just look at reading these articles and it's just every morning I get up and I'm reading and it's the equivalent of reading the paper. You know, your father used to get up and read the paper and right. you know. So it is that, but it's just I'm picking you know whatever it is they're showing me, and I can just go forever and then like it's all of a sudden you know. It's like two hours later, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, I was gonna, I, I was gonna sit down with the guitar, and oh, I guess I have to go get lunch now, <laughs> or whatever." Or and then you the, finish lunch, and it's like, "Well, yeah, the news well, might have changed, right, so I better check right, up on that." Right, and then there's that DMV. I gotta go to the DMV. I gotta do that. Whatever it is, there's whatever it is. Life happens. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely a distraction. Um, but there's so much. There's so much media. It's just. 
I don't know. Are we going to evolve as as a, a species now to this this amount of information that we have that we digest on a regular basis? It's funny you should bring that up. It's a topic that comes up at the pub for me a lot mm-hmm. um, when we're cycling through our you know usual conversations. Uh, how it's it's evol- We can't possibly evolve as fast as the media and as right. our technological society. Like it's always kind of been that way in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, the people were very. If I'm sure the first airplane, people were actually afraid of it. I'm sure. Yeah. Like, I'm not getting course, that thing. Right. You know, or even a car, or right. you know, you go back as you know, technology can be a rock. Right. You know, like that's that's bleeding edge technology once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Um, people, it's, and it's amazing when you think about it. People used to when they would move west. Right, mm-hmm. as a trivia thing, uh, when they would have a house back east and they wanted to move to Colorado or the Great American West, they would literally burn their house down and then pick through the ashes to get the nails, mm. because nails were made like one at a time by wow. hand. This is before the Industrial Revolution, mm-hmm. so the nails were the most valuable thing in the house, and the fastest way to get them out was just to burn the house down. Now we're talking like a cabin of some kind, but they would burn the house down right. and then sift through to get all the nails, put them in a bag, and then cart them west, and that's what they used. There's a song in there somewhere. Right. But uh, that's what they used to I'd, then build their new house in, you know, wherever. Glenn, I'd, I'd write say. that song, but I got to Google this thing just to make sure <laughs> if I... Yeah, you know, so, someone <laughs> might have said something stupid in the White House. So we, we'll, yeah. right. I, I'm not sure of that, but it might I'm have... I'm pretty sure. It might have I'm happened. I'm pretty sure in the time we've been sitting here, someone said something stupid. <laughs> now, in some ways, it, they always say stupid in things that. in the White House, but I think now we've reached... A high watermark or low watermark, as the case may be. <laughs> yeah, I still want to get to that. I want to get some, okay. like your background. I want to get this yeah, baseball yeah, card yeah. thing I'm, we keep talking about. It. But before we do that, like we, have, we should get to another song. Okay. First. Uh, what is this next one? This is called Warm Inside, and it's, and it's about the White House. And it is. It's yeah. It's warm inside the White House. It's cold outside. Uh, in all seriousness, <laughs> what's it? What's it about? Eric? It's really. Uh, it was just a. Um, I don't know. I think it was one of those songs where you, you uh, picture an older version of yourself in, in a relationship and or a, or a character writing from a, a character's point of view and um, uh, like a, 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 a you know a lover trying to get in, inside after obviously um, bad behavior doing some bad behavior. <laughs> that, yeah, so it's. It's definitely somebody begging at the door. Okay. Yeah, to be let in. That's don't leave a, me, baby. Yes, right. Don't leave me. That's a you know. Sometimes it's just that simple, people. It's not. It really all, is. It's not well, all autobiographical. Whatever. Universal emotions. That's what yes, we go to as right. songwriters, time and time again. All right. <laughs> this week's guest, the chuckling Eric Cuffs, K U F S, on Independence. You can visit him on the internet at ericcuffs.com. E R I C K U F S. Your consonants are very important in your name, Eric. Uh, and this is the song "Warm Inside." Over all the blacks and men. If I had any common sense, I'd be headed home by now. The magic earth, the sun and falls. Your memory goes, the kids drop their ball. You catch a little something, the nothing at all as the light fades down. But I've been here before. 
in a dream of some form of life. So open up, baby. I'm knocking on your door. Let me in where it's warm outside. The wind, the wind blows out the leaves and brown. Cuts through your clothes, keeps your head bowed down. You can't feel your toes as they hit the ground. It's walking back. I find it real hard to keep the chill it be. I'm pushing all of my friends away. Now that you're here, there's nothing more to see. But I came down to talk. In a dream of some form of life So open up, baby I'm knocking on your door Letting me in where it's warm inside I can't stand out in this deep freeze, no And after now I'm on a dying tree can't negotiate on your knees till I be I plead I'm not ready no not just yet no I'm not ready to just forget I can't tell your story now but I know how it ends Armstrong, thank you for listening to Independence Day. I really, really mean that. I work hard on this show, and I'm happy when people pay attention to what I do. There are a lot of podcasts out there and a lot of things competing for your entertainment dollar. My show is free, uh, but very valuable to me. Thanks for listening. Eric, thank you for joining me, man. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I mean, you're a busy guy. You're very busy being distracted, so I, I, take, am, I appreciate I you taking time busy. out of your distraction I, to come be distracted with me. <laughs> I'm feeling... Uh, like drawn to my phone right now, and I, I so it's over there on the amp sitting there, and I want I really, I really need to look and see what people are saying about every given thing, everything, <laughs> <laughs> at every given moment. It's funny, you know. I, we we've discovered this is the second time this has come up. We've discovered that we're both fans of the show The Wire, mm-hmm. an HBO crime drama set in yes. Baltimore. Uh, and I've just started rewatching it again for probably right. the fourth or fifth time. Right. And I've decided that there's a very direct parallel here in my life. Like, I'm addicted to the wire, like the junkies in the wire are addicted to heroin. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Like, when I'm not watching the wire, 
all I can think about is the wire. Is watching is watching the, the wire. wire. Yeah, yeah. I'm, and I, I feel guilty for not watching. I the know wire. this feeling. I and had then, to kick it. I really did. Yeah. I did. I had to put it down. I had to watch. Something and then else. when I do watch a, an episode of The yeah. Wire with my lady special lady right. friend, yeah, like. The, que- the inevitable question comes up, are we going to watch another one? And the answer is invariably yes. Yeah. Are we going to go score another yellow top? Why, right. yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Are we going to yeah. like sell all our stuff to yeah. watch The Wire? Very well, maybe. It's, it's, it, it starts happening with that, like when that music comes in at the end, that little like, dun, 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 that like whatever that uh-huh. is, that like little, it's like a digital type sounding, uh, I don't know what that is. It's just a little bass note and like a... Whatever, when that starts happening, you're like, you start to get a little shaky, and you're like, I'm, See, I think, I think I need to watch the next one. Oh yeah, you mean the I end need, music? Yeah, the yeah, yeah the end music. Me, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the end of the, the end of each. Yeah, 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 People, yeah. If you haven't watched The Wire, you should watch the entire series at least three or four times. If you haven't watched The Wire, come to my house any given night around 8 p.m., bring some beer and some tacos, and you'll get your fill of The Wire. It's very gratifying, however, I do have to say, and it does plug into my pleasure receptors in a, in a weird kind of way. It, like yeah. that little, that, that HBO, that, that, yeah. that static thing at the beginning, yeah, yeah. Like that's like the call to arms. Yep. Like, it's time to watch The Wire now. Yeah. All right, so enough of that. We're going to try to see not how long we can go wire. to not talk okay. about The Wire. See how long we can go. Uh Take back to your life before you watch The Wire, all the way back to when you're four years. If you can imagine, even if remember, you it's sort of like they Was say. Was there a time? There, no. It's like it's like there are these concepts, these threshold concepts you have. Like you, you when you learn something, there's this theory of of learning, right? That if you if you learn something that is such a, a profound sort of concept that you can't you cross over this. Th- threshold where you can't go back right to not knowing it you, you can't know it's like you it. can't unknow it like you see something like it's i don't know whatever something as simple as like in the fedex logo you see there's an arrow in it like if you did hadn't seen it before now you see it now you can't right. unsee it correct right so the same thing with the wire it's like i can't un- i can't i don't remember what life well, was it's, like it's before like the tasting wire. <laughs> of the tasting of the fruit of the tree of knowledge right <laughs> once you have right. once you have tasted that succulent fruit you know then what sin is and right. we shall be cast away from yeah. the garden right. for five, now we're comparing the wire to adam and eve being cast right. out i'm i'm sure someone's written about it on the internet somewhere somewhere blogged, there's a grad someone blogged, yeah there's something somewhere there's a grad student where's that class i'd take i'd, oh. I'd go back for my ma- for my i would get second a, master's get degree a phd in, in, in the wire. phd in the wire. i did my undergrad i did my master's in advanced bubbles at rutgers <laughs> advanced in 2014 uh did my postdoc work Great. in um rawls <laughs> and rawls <laughs> you know okay last thing about the wire and i swear to god <laughs> i gotta hear i gotta hear your baseball card like right. i was in home depot one time and the voice of the voiceover in the store comes right. up like talking about products at Steve, the wire talking about the, the Ta- talking about the, products the, at home depot okay. and the nail gun scene is that what you're talking about well no <laughs> guess whose voice it was it's john doman john doman the actor who does He's Major Rawls, and then yeah, eventually yeah. Colonel yeah, yeah. Rawls in The Wire. Mm-hmm. And he's on some other show now, I think. Right. Um, not that I, I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know what show that is, because it's not, right. the, not wire. the Wire. Yeah. And it was like, ah, plug me right back into The Wire. And of course, I had to go home and mm-hmm. masturbate to season one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, of course, but I did have to watch it again. Oh, God. Uh, I have actually, I've never masturbated to The Wire. No. All right, so please, <laughs> let's see if we can do this. I think there's a lie. In your household growing Ladies up. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a lie. Anyway. <laughs> 
was there like were your were your parents musical in your family? Like, no, not really. I mean, uh, yeah, I was in in my immediate family. Not uh, I had I had second cousins that that played guitar, and I had my my grandmother played piano, um, and so my dad's family, some of my aunts and and uh, and my grandmother played the piano. But um, outside of that, like, I had an, I had a, a, one of those younger uncles, like, who was almost like an older brother, and he was fooling around with the guitar, but he was not really great. And and he ha- happened to, he was one of those guys that hit me to the mu- the real, uh, yeah, you know, you need one of those, right? Those guys that, that you know play Elvis Costello or something or whatever it is that you know, and uh, you know, so he showed me a few chords, and my my dad knew of like three chords and then I just took it from there but no one no one was really musical like no one had a an, you know an ear or, yeah. or there weren't big sing-alongs you know at my family's house or anything <laughs> no yeah so then where cuz now you've made this like your avocation your career yeah. like this is a lifer thing for you now like where yeah. like how did it get from just like your uncle, did you hear that like, sigh? Yeah, yeah, I know, I do. I'm, I'm, I'm dying inside with you. Uh, you know, but how did it get from like your uncle showing you like an Elvis Costello record to you deciding that this is something that you want to do with yourself? Um, I think it was just the you know I never had the idea in in school like in high school um, that I could do it for a living i never even thought it was so i come from middle like working middle class family that uh you know i'm sure as many artists do you know that that had parents that were just i had you know just telling me you're gonna you're gonna teach you're gonna be you know, or whatever you know you're gonna go to school and get a degree and uh and you're gonna find a nice find girl a job. or you know my father was like you can't take the civil service test and you know something like, you know because he worked in civil service and what uh and so i had no like i had no idea it was even possible and then it's like that's why you know i do uh, when i think of fondly of my bandmates um from common rotation because uh I, and i hold them in such high regard is because they they really did come from uh if they didn't come from one of them did come from a family that was really supportive of of uh the arts so they were then supportive of me uh and my songwriting and singing and playing yeah and uh so so you know you join a band in school i was in a couple different bands and then found those guys and mostly what is the core of, of common rotation and and uh you know we just we just kept playing gigs until the point where, uh, you know, we were playing th- three or four nights a week on Long Island where we grew up and different bars and coffee shops. And uh, and on the other nights, I was doing open mics and, you know, and yeah. or rehearsing. And it was just like, oh, well, I'm doing this all the time. I love doing this. And, you know, I have younger uh, cousins and, you know, Younger people always being like, "How do you, like, like if I want to be a mu- musician or I want to be, um, you know, an artist, and I, and I just, the, you know, I, I'm just like, well, are you doing it every day? Like, because that was what, you know, convinced me that oh, I should do this for a living because I'm doing it every day. Yeah, 
like in front of people, you know, with other people. And at what know. point, uh, you know, this is this is always a gray area for musicians, especially if you're an independent musician, which a lot of the people I know are. I mean, even bigger named artists now mm. are independent. They're doing it. Someone just this year for the first time won a Grammy without a record label. Um, so we're you know we're in a kind of uncharted territory, mm-hmm. and we continue to get farther out on that branch, where like the old paradigm, it doesn't have to be that way. Right. You know, you can kind of build your own career. It's not any easier. In some right. ways, it's harder um, because there are more. You know, but at the same time, there are more opportunities and more mm-hmm. uh, oppor- you know more channels, you know, with which to reach your audience if you can figure out how in the hell it works. You know, it used to be like there was an infrastructure. It was an exploitative yeah. infrastructure, but it was mm-hmm. an infrastructure. Yes, you know, it's like the uh, like yeah. the old way, like the king. Like we knew what the king what that was all yeah. about, and then when they invented representative democracy, like we had to figure out a new way to do all these things. Right, you know. So uh, for well, you guys, like, at what point, you know, did, was it just because you were playing so much and like you were actually seeing money from this that you decided that you were professional at it? Uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, we, you know, I had, you know, I had to have day job or part-time work playing these gigs and we, we made enough money to keep you know the band's website the the yeah, yeah. produce our own cd you know our first first record was self-produced you know and uh recorded uh you know at studio with you know it's like you, you have you have costs as a band right and we you know, we would tour around, you know, upstate New York colleges, uh, the SUNY schools, and, um, you know, so all that, you know, we would get paid, you know, but yeah. we was, but it was just thrilling, and the money just went into, back into the band investing yeah, in, yeah. as a as a company, so you're not making that much. Um, but yeah, the, um, now I don't, I'm, I'm so overwhelmed as I am with, like, all of the the information and the the media that that I, you know I consume every day, like I was saying, I'm overwhelmed with 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 that that lack of uh, of uh, of some sort of internal uh, music business structure, you know, because there are so many avenues, and it's like, yeah, if you can find something good, good for you, keep doing it if it's working for you. But I I, I you know I have to say like um, the whole online you know. It, it, I haven't really tapped you know the internet the way that a lot of younger people do and good good for them you know uh I sort of came up in that in right before it became uh, I mean it was it was happening but it wasn't you, you you couldn't really create a career online you know you had to be able to play live and you had to have have drawn you know uh created fans that showed up in a space right. you know that wasn't you know virtual a live stream yeah virtual space. like so so it, it it was different and and you know I, you know we had managers and agents and pushed and and showcased for record labels and you know did all that and try and 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 then within like 3 years after that after those industry showcases it had all blown up and like you know you didn't need a you didn't yeah. necessarily need a, a label or any of that, you know. I think um, it's funny for artists, if I may interject, who are kind of straddle that line, like yeah. you do, and as I do too. Yeah. Um, you know, who kind of did it beforehand, 
Mm-hmm. But then, you know, but we're young enough to like adapt because there's some of the artists, like the legacy artists, like right. who had like, established yeah, careers, yeah. Mm-hmm. like they could just hire someone. Like, right. what is the Facebooks? Right. I don't know. Right. Give that kid some money and right. let him deal with it, you know, right. or let or her, let, right. let her take pictures of the shows and then share right. them, you know, which is well, a lot right. of those people. Right. Like artists Bob do. Dylan's not tweeting. Like, he's, no, he's got somebody to, if, if, right. if, if he, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, some people are. <laughs> I suppose you know some people kind of take to it, but like right. a lot of those bands, like they don't want to be bothered with that. I right. I don't really want to be bothered with it. No, you know, like the things that I spend most of my time doing in the music business have nothing to do with music. It's you know, and some of it's and I'm interested in music technology mm-hmm. and recording and how that works. Right. So I spend time farting around with that. Right. But like I always tell people, like I everything that I know how to do, with few exceptions, was is is a result of like learning that skill to promote my music or my band. Yeah, learning to make websites. Well, I couldn't afford anybody to make my website, so right. I learned how to do that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Making posters. Well, it's like I don't know how to use Photoshop. I just yeah. got a copy and off I went. You right. know, hacking at it. Yeah, you know, we like used to pay for that stuff. We used to pay for all that stuff. Or, you know, yeah. we'd have a friend. You'd pay a friend or a friend of a friend to, to build a website to do the thing. You know, and now, uh, yeah, you know, I I did a lot of oral. Okay, that's not true. <laughs> Again, my. Uh, special lady friend, you know, she, they made a website, uh, you know, and and I, I still rely on some favors from friends to do things, but I do do a lot of it myself, like you're saying. You have to learn. Yeah. You have to. Now, survive. in some ways, it's again, that's I guess that's kind of the, like the light motif of the whole show is like it. It's like positive and negative, like this yeah. new thing. It's not inherently one or the other. It's right. just different, and adapting to that. You know, the internet mm-hmm. natives, like it was always there for them. Yeah. You know, the the kids of of, of a certain age. Uh, kids, they're adults now, but mm-hmm. like people who were born with it, you know, never not having it be there. YouTube was always a thing. Yeah. You, you know, I couldn't just, if I wanted to learn a song back in the day, it's mm-hmm. not like an old man, I had to actually go find a physical copy of that record or tape or whatever yeah. somewhere and get it and then learn it. Like I couldn't just go look up 2,700 different ways to learn how to play airbag by Radiohead on YouTube. Right. You know, and figure out which one is the closest and go with that. Like yeah. it didn't exist. You know, and it's just different. Again, value, good, bad, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. All but, right. Uh, <laughs> Let's play another song for okay. us here. What's this next one? Okay, this song is called Rain in Los Angeles. And is this a metaphor, or is this actually about rain in Los Angeles? Or is it both? I don't know. You, you, you can listen to it. We'll be the judge of that. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is this week's guest on Independence Day, Eric Cuffs, K-U-F-S. And uh, this is his song, Rain in Los Angeles. Someone put God on the phone There's too much pain on my traveling When they keep it dry I saw him full soldier up in Beverly Hills He had a brown bag bottle of wine He said he was someone before he had nothing They killed his promises right on time Now we saw how it looks even in those letters home You sign each one just thinking of you Spend half your time praying for the things that don't come It's hard to make it look like it's true, babe Who made him rain in Los Angeles Someone put God on the phone 
too much pain on the top of beds Where are they keeping dry as a bone? Joe Armstrong, this week's guest on Independence Day, Mr. Eric Cuffs. Eric with a C and Cuffs with a K, K-U-F-S. You can learn about him at ericcuffs.com. Follow him on Twitter at Eric Cuffs. Eric, thank you, man. Well, thank, thank you. I, Good you music. Th- thank, oh, thank you, Joe. I love Thanks hearing... for having me. Yeah, uh, it's my, the, the pleasure is mine. The honor is mine. Like I, I love having seeing how everyone does what they do. In the mm. business, like they come in, like people, it's like journalism in a way. They 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 come in and they give their time for free mm-hmm. to uh, to show how they make songs. You know, songs are all the same. You've got a couple, you've got twelve different notes, right? Twelve time signatures, major, yeah. minor, uh, six strings, mm-hmm. pick fingers. It's all right. basically the same mechanics, but everyone has a unique way of approaching what they do, mm-hmm. as do you. Yeah, and it's very it's fascinating to me. So thank well, you. Well, thank thank you. Um, and let's talk a little bit about, you know, we kind of got a little bit of the baseball card before. Let's mm-hmm. talk about like the kind of like the style you do. Because it's kind of interesting for like a white dude <laughs> in a way. Because it's a, it's a bit of a blue-eyed soul kind of thing. But, yeah. But yet not all the way there. But not it's all the way there. at the same right. time See, too. This, like, yeah. Like how did this style come to be the thing that you do? Um, okay. And, and this is, I think it's, it's worked against me, obviously, because you can't, you, you can't really stick me in the blue-eyed soul category and and you can't necessarily although I call myself a folk singer because I sing lots of different kinds of songs for folks you know and I I but I, I you wouldn't call me a folk people wouldn't put me in you know the folk category uh some of the music I do but I I I was in a folk band <laughs> uh and we were pretty folky uh and I spent Seven years uh, performing on the street for a living when I wasn't on tour with my band. So this uh, is in New York? No, here in, L- here in, in Los Angeles. Yeah, uh, mostly on Third Street Promenade uh, and uh, places in downtown LA and farmers markets and different. You know, so instead of coming back, because I used to come back and go get a a day job at a, you know 
coffee shop or whatever. And uh, I was just tired of that. Um, so I, I'm like, I'd rather be doing something I love doing and, and improving as a, as a performer, you know. And I saw people down on Third Street doing that. And I'm in like, Santa I should, Monica, I, we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, and I, and in Santa Monica. And I, and I thought, this is, the weather is great all year round. I could probably do this. You know, if I got good enough, if I built up a, a repertoire, you know, um, and yeah, and it did. It definitely, I would think, the building of the repertoire did did push me in some different stylistic directions. Like uh, I, I always, I grew up listening. My my father, though not musical, loved music, uh, and and would play me lots of uh, old soul. He was into old soul and Motown and. Um, a lot of Van Morrison stuff like that, and that was stuff I couldn't do with my band. Um, my my band is more uh, a, I, wouldn't, I don't know I want to say Simon and Garfunkel meets something more uh, bluegrassy or whatever. Uh, so it was sort of limiting in a way, um, and I was able to, to to do some of those songs and and to I don't know use my voice in in, in a different way. Uh, so so that sort of created this. Style for me, where um, I could still, I, I could, I mean, a lot of the singers, uh, the buskers that I that I used to listen to, um, were like that, where uh, you couldn't necessarily, although they, you know, had soulful voices, they would do, like you know, when you think of somebody like Ray Charles, who like who had a, a whole string of hits with country music, um, that stuff was was interesting to me and and so guys like Ted Hawkins who used to sing on Venice uh, Venice Beach like he'd do similar things like you know uh, I I do a version of um was it Pierce Webb is that, is that uh there stands the glass that I, I basically just stole from Ted Hawkins uh but it's you know it's that's a that's a tear in, that's literally a tear in your beard country song from you know way back um and I still love, you know, the uh, you know Bob Dylan and you know Woody Guthrie and 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 protest music and and I still love all that. Uh, so how so I kept thinking how can I how can I bring all this together, you know? And I just started embracing all of it uh, in in a style that I I don't know I don't know if it's uniquely my own, but it's there are the those types of performers like. Uh, Ted Hawkins, Martin Sexton, stuff like that, where it's like, um, you know, it's not. I, I do jazz, you know. I play, I play, I play a little, you know, old old timey jazz. I'll do. I can do some uh, more gospel sounding stuff, old gospel type sounding stuff. I can do uh, straight up pop covers, yeah, in a, in a folky way, yeah. which I've done before. I've done a, lately. Done thrown in some Taylor Swift and done it my yeah. own way. Uh, yeah, and you know, crooning and, and stuff like that. But it's all because I had to make a buck on the street, right? So I had to I had to appeal to a lot of different people, and and I needed a sound that that uh, that could do that because you you know you know if you're just singing bluegrass on the street, you're gonna you're gonna attract the people who like bluegrass. It seems like <laughs> you know the the necessity and by necessity I mean getting paid. Yeah. The you know, necessity is the mother of repertoire. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. if you're doing a busking gig, it's not like you're showing up at Hotel Cafe and playing a 40-minute set. Right. Presenting you 
what yes. you aim to do. Right. Right. Because, you know, you may not probably wouldn't play a Taylor Swift song right. on stage no, at the Hotel Cafe because that's your music you were trying to right. present, you right. as an artist. Yeah. But when you're, but that's the thing. I think people forget this a lot. Like we as artists, you know, we're, you know, entertainment is a job. Mm-hmm. It's an you know or avocation, but it's a it's a it's a, pa- a not a pastime, but it's a it's, it's a um it's the word I'm looking for not an avocation uh, it's a trade yeah right yeah so when you to to go out there to get better at your trade if you're entertaining right. people on Third Street Promenade that's a different venue yeah than touring and playing an NPR Tiny Desk concert right. or playing at the Hotel Cafe or playing a theater in yeah. upstate New York wherever yeah. you're going to be so you cater your right. what you're doing right. And then in, in doing so, expands your musical world. Right. And you entertain them, whatever that means. Yeah. And, you know, and the trick for me was, like, finding a really com- a comfortable space, uh, which I have found, and I, and I, th- I feel like, like uh, where I feel proud of whatever it is I'm playing, even if it is a Taylor Swift song, you know, like, how can I make this Taylor Swift song that much more interesting than, you know, with a guitar, if I'm going to do that, you know, just me and a guitar. Um, yeah, you don't I, have the benefit know, of being a twenty-something right, right. on so pop star. What can I find in this stuff? In some of this stuff that I don't that I don't necessarily listen to, like, uh, and and how can I how can I put my own spin on it that that makes me feel, you know, uh, I don't know, I that I that I feel I feel proud of, you know. So so yes, appealing to appealing to different people, getting them to stop walking by. Turn their head, nod their head, you know, approve, you know, and then yeah. hit them with another song that maybe they know or they don't know, but but it's it's whatever it is, it's it's enough to keep them there, and then and then hit them with your own song that is that that good or or whatever, uh, and then you sell the record to them, you know, or ideally, they, what, ideally, and that's and. And that was a whole, that's a whole thing I have down, you know, uh, and you don't need a huge repertoire to do it. You know, you just need like maybe six songs <laughs> that you play over and over again, which <laughs> a lot true. of people, which a lot of people on Third Street Promenade did. But I, you know, uh, I, uh, you know, I kind of made a, a I don't know, name for myself down there uh, to the point where they were using me as a, in their uh, downtown promoters, you know, Santa Monica's downtown uh, promenade promotion stuff. You know, my mom. They, they didn't ask me, but they used my face and all that stuff. But it's like I, I was able to do. You know, to just keep learning more and more songs. So now I have you know hundreds of songs right in my repertoire and different styles and stuff. And and I can you know not only keep myself from going insane by right. you know uh, by trying to, but I can I can appeal to you know I can say oh well there's there's an older person they probably know this song there's a younger fly there, me you know, to you're, the yeah, moon. yeah right I could do that if I want yeah I don't really do fly me to the moon but but yeah I could do, I could definitely do something like that you know and yeah it only makes me a, a better singer and better performer um, and that's I think how my uh, my sound that is that is on you know the recordings is has sort of uh, you know I've sort of evolved into this yeah. soul thing that's soulful but yeah. also singer songwriter ish yeah. I don't know if that's the word What's well it's like word? you're you're singing something in a setting mm-hmm. for a folk singer like yeah. a guy on a guitar girl yeah. on a guitar mm-hmm. right your voice your strings your amp you know not a lot of effects mm-hmm. um, 
but then you're applying the things that you love, the things that you learn to do, things that you can do based on your physical gifts. Every artist has a different mm-hmm. set of physical gifts in terms of their voice, the range of their voice, mm-hmm. how they use it. Um, and you're combining that together to your, you know, to serve up your own taste in the lounge. Let's, right. <laughs> yeah. let's say that. But busking's a funky thing. Yeah. Right, because you know you kind of have to be everything to all people. Mm-hmm. You don't know what it's going to be. And That's just, what's really hard. It's That's smart the, to like yeah. like kind of know your audience and get changes every twenty minutes because yeah. you figure it's a bunch of people walking by to go buy socks and get a funnel cake. Right. You know yeah. they're not there to see music. You just yeah. happen to be there. Yeah, and that's what makes shows and clubs so much more enjoyable now, uh, and almost strange in a, in a strange way because it's like oh, I have to remind myself. Oh no, no they're here to see me. You know, right. they're gonna sit there quietly and listen. I don't have to like, yeah. You know, I I don't have to go for it. You know, in every moment to try and uh, to try and draw them in. You know, the, it's you a know, weird um, thing. You know, when you, you perform kind of at our level, you mm-hmm. know, a semi-professional, like professional, like uh, guy in a guitar situation. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, people aren't listening, as you know from busking. They're just yeah. there to do what they do. I mean, I played a show recently for some friends of mine run um, a venue they call The Barn down in Long Beach. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's a neighborhood thing. They built off their garage to be this beautiful little performance space. Mm-hmm. It's tiny, but you know they can't really do like full-on drums and stuff there. But mm-hmm. uh, I played a show there not too long ago and people like actually intently listen. They wow. sit because they are there to see you. They don't know you. Right. They, you know, they may have heard a little bit about you. Um, but they're there to listen to what you do, and it's actually initially disconcerting. Yeah, when you're so because you're so yeah, you've so to like <laughs> trying to either sell it by yeah. singing some weird police cover or God right. only knows what else. Right, but right. to like have their attention like as a given yeah. from the beginning thing, like you know, yeah. X equals one. Given, okay, mm-hmm. now off we off we go, mm-hmm. and it's it's pleasantly disconcerting, but it's it's still disconcerting to have yeah, people. That's, that's so rare to pay attention have a, ro- a, a room like that. Yeah, to you know you're. I got I got to play there. <laughs> yeah. I will hook you up with them. They're very good people. Yeah. Uh, how about one more song, man, before sure. I boot your butt out of here cuz I got to go watch the wire. So what uh, we made it like 10 minutes there. Yeah. What uh Eric, what is this last song going to be? This is uh called The Union Made Fight Song. Uh it uh it's it's it M A I D made. Yes. It's a song it's um it's a song about that that feature I had on on my band's website called The Union Made was a um, uh, uh, a song a day uh, that, that I would write a song a day for my fans I did that for a while um, but so this was sort of the, the 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 song I don't know the theme song for that for that feature but um, it's based on a uh, on an old folk song called uh, The Union Maid uh, about uh, a woman that ran Union events, and uh, I don't know. You could look that up. I, I'm, I'm not sure if, if I'm getting that Season right. Season two but, of the wire. Yeah, right, all right, about yeah, unions. yeah. It's all, Tie it all together. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is the this is a union made fight song. All right, Eric cuffs on Independence Day. I wanna write you a song. To prove my love is real Each one will have something new to say Depending on how I feel You will be paid You will be praised For all your hard work and trouble to be repaid Don't be afraid Don't be afraid 
put your faith in the hand of the union maid Like a siren in the night She will sing or to speak of the truth about When busted and keys and missing strings She will sing a song so proud You will be praised You will be praised on your hard work, your trouble, you be repaired. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Put your faith in the hands of the union made. If you're lost out at sea, you will hear a sweet melody. You can't survive on your way alone now. If you venture so far from your home don't be afraid or don't be afraid for all your hard work and trouble be repaid now don't be afraid or you will get paid i put your faith down the hand of the union made i put your faith down the hand of the union made now i've got one well She's been good to me all oh, no, night. I got a woman well over time. She's been good to me all oh, no. She give me money when I'm in digging up to the kind of friend indeed. Well, I've got a woman well over time. She's been good to me. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when the sky's gray. You never know, dear, how much I love you. So don't take my sunshine away. Please don't take my sunshine away. This land is your land. This land is my land. California. To the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream Wall, this land was made for you and me. As I went walking, I saw a signpost, and on one side it said no immigrants allowed, and on the other side it didn't say nothing. That side was made for you and me. This land is your land. This land is my land. From California to the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Green Wall. This land was made for you and me. This land was made for you and me. Eric 
Cuffs, K-U-F-S. If you haven't checked him out, you damn well better. EricCuffs.com. Follow him on Twitter at Eric Cuffs. Los Angeles-based singer, songwriter, member of the band Common Rotation, which does a folkier trio version kind of of the things you're hearing today. Uh, and you probably heard some familiar songs snuck into that little medley as well. Uh, if you're going to do a medley, man, it, damn well, it better be Woody Guthrie because that's a good way to do that, man. So I, I like what you do. It's been a fast. I've had a fascinating time, like talking to you about what you do, what you do, how you like your path as a, as an artist, um, and the different ways that you've adapted yourself yeah. to Thanks. do that. And what's so? What's next? You've got this EP that just came out. You've got some shows coming well, up. Uh, I'll let you answer in just a second, but just so people hear it from my mouth, you're playing in June, two different gigs, two different farmer's markets. You're at the Santa Monica Farmer's Market, uh, long gig there on June the 11th. That's a Sunday. Also the 18th of June at the Montrose Market up in Montrose, not too far from the Independence Day World Headquarters, just north of us. Mm -hmm. uh, another one later in the year there. I'm sure you'll have other gigs too, though, along yes. the way. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm planning on, on putting more on the schedule soon. Um, um, by the time this airs, there'll probably be some more up there. But um, yeah, I have uh, an, another EP that is sort of the companion to this current EP that that's released. It was going to be a full length record, but then, as as we like to talk about the evolving, changing music business, and and someone saying, putting it in my mind that we don't make albums anymore. We mm -hmm. make we 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 need to constantly release content content with content. a capital c capital yeah. o so, capital n etc so yeah I don't, I don't know how content i am with that <laughs> content yeah. but uh but uh, i will have another ep uh hopefully before the summer or during the summer uh released um that is sort of the uh the other half of the of of an album uh you know and uh and then I'm also working on a, on a, an even folkier record um, that will be a full length album uh, that should be out by the end of the year. Um, that has uh, Jackson Brown's rhythm section mm. on on it, um, and uh, yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm just gonna keep making music. Keep what on are you keeping gonna on, do? Man. What are you gonna? What else can you do? I keep I keep performing. Um, I would I would love to hit the road again. Uh, I don't have any like I said I don't have any dates scheduled yet, but uh, um, you can catch me in in the Southern California area playing pretty regularly. So uh, come come to my website and check out my dates and come see me. Please do Please. go see Eric right. Cuffs. You're gonna like what he does. Uh, he's an affable guy. The music is great. Very, very talented. There's some cool stuff. We didn't really get around to talking about your musical style in terms of like the way you play guitar, but you're a very facile guitar player. Like you're moving the bass around with your thumb. Again, you're keeping percussive rhythm yeah. with your right hand as you're doing what you do. And I can tell that you know something about theory, even if you made it up. Right. Like you know what you're doing in terms. I'm pretty of that, much so. making it up. Yeah, but it. Yeah. Anyway, another another uh, uh, benefit of busking for playing playing for playing four to eight hours a day. Yeah, uh, you start just trying different things, and and that was something that happened. It was a bass, the bass with my thumb. Yeah, something that developed over time. It's in, I guess yeah. what I'm trying to say is it's 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 multi level. There's interesting musical things going on with what you do, and people should check it out. They should they they, they will dig you once they check it out. I can, that I can guarantee. Cool. And then uh, we can talk about the wire a little another yes. time, maybe over a pint of delicious beer. Yes. So Eric, thank you, man. I appreciate you taking the time. It's been really great. Thank getting, you, Joe. Getting this to talk great. to you. So thank you to Eric Cuffs, also to the Independence Day staff, Dale Tanksley, Wayne Topinski, and Sally Shackleton. The fabulous Tony Tone Loke Piscotti manages the Independence. 
Independence Day website. Independence Day's theme music was composed by Great Lakes Myth Society. Check them out. For Independence Day, as always, I am Joe Armstrong. If you do one thing today, please be good to one another.